Welcome to episode number 23 of Facilities 5 and 9, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. My name is Nathan Parr. I am happy to be with you today. And I want to thank you for many of you for continuing to download and check out our podcast, check out our material. Uh, we are so happy and so honored that you're sticking with us. Uh, so thank you. Let's just keep it simple. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, today, this is going to be a little shorter one. Uh, just wanted to chat a little bit about uh, what's going on in the world. And I, and I hope many of you are listening, maybe I, I piqued your interest uh, because you recognized something about the title. Uh, I'm not going to not gonna let you in on too much of that. I got a little, got a little contest I'm going to be doing on this podcast and you'll stick with me to the end and, and you'll see what the contest is. So, But hopefully you got it and uh, you are digging it and you are ready to go. Something you'll learn as we get to know each other even further down the road is I like uh, to read and to watch movies. Uh, lots of different things. Uh, obscure movies uh, kind of are my jam. And why it's, well, it's here's a funny story. Here's why. Uh, growing up, you know, the new, rele new release movies, this is back when, you know, you used to go to the video store, get the VHS tapes. New release movies were always expensive and it's usually only one night, but you could get five library titles for like a dollar a piece and you could watch them over the week. And uh, libraries uh, used to even, could even check out movies at libraries, kind of the same deal. Never really new releases, but just kind of uh, the old catalog or the old library, if you will. That meant that you didn't always have the best choices, but you know, if you spent the money and to, to get that movie and that was kind of your only entertainment, didn't, I didn't really have cable growing up, had a VCR though. Um, we would rent the movies and it just got to the point where no matter how bad a movie is, I would always finish it and we would watch it to the end. Kind of me and my brother, and my dad would do that. We'd watch the video to the end. And what I realized is there is a lot of really bad movies out there. Uh, and I don't know how they get made, but uh, I've probably seen most of them. Uh, so any of those lists, like the hundred obscure movies you should see in your lifetime, uh, I usually have already seen most of those. Uh, and even now, even with I'm older, I'm still, I don't always watch the movie in one sitting, but I still have that where I'll start on the streaming service and it's just a horrible movie. And then I'll come back, watch another 25 minutes, and then I'll come back, watch another 10 minutes, and I'll end up finishing the movie. And it's just something that, you know, you grow up with and you do. Uh, and uh, that's that's where you end up. So enough about uh, that. That's a little sharing there. But uh, so you're going to see uh, movie and uh, book references probably several times throughout the, this podcast as we go and go the series. But let's just jump right in, dive right into what I told you this about is, is over the last couple of weeks, um, unfortunately, I've, I've paid attention or, or read more or seen more of news and kind of what's going on. Uh, we, we, we can't avoid it. We're going to see it. And it elicits a strong emotional response for me, as I'm sure it does you, uh, and how how you respond or which which side of the spectrum we're on um, is not relevant for this conversation. What What is relevant is that I think it's fair to say there is a, a broad sense of unease throughout the country uh, and especially in churches and with church folks. I know even where I'm at, while we still have the ability to open and to meet, it is restricted and there's recommendations not to other parts uh, of the country where this podcast is listened to. Uh, churches aren't allowed to meet uh, and they can't 
gather together and worship and participate in course of worship. Uh, so your facilities aren't being used like they were this time last year, uh, like they were even seven, seven months ago. What does that mean for us as a facility steward? Well, as I was thinking past these past couple of weeks, I, I was just reminded that as a facility steward, we have a unique opportunity and a unique role with what we do to create and foster a sense of calm and peace in the facility that we manage and that we operate in. And here's what I mean by that. We cannot change what's going on in the world. We, we're not influencing, we're not out there on a, on a soapbox or in a debate uh, making a difference in, hey, well, you know, listen to what I'm saying and it'll sway your mind and, you know, great. That's not where we can play a very active and a very positive role in what's going on. What we can do is concentrate on our job. And that sounds pretty simple, right? Uh, hey, just do your job. What do I mean by that? Well, as a facility steward, you are a subject matter expert. You are the one who knows the building, who knows the protocols, who knows the cleanings, who knows the standards better than anyone. Uh, give me a custodial team or someone who's been on, in a facility for a couple years or more, and I guarantee you that individual knows more about the ins and outs and the ebbs and flows of that building and that facility than anyone else on campus. Uh, they just do because they're touching everywhere, they're going everywhere, they're around people, uh, but they're not always seen. So. Many times custodian facility teams are, are really sensitive to, to what's going on in the building and they recognize it. But as a subject matter expert, uh, there's little tweaks and little tricks and little things that we can do to actually influence the facility and the way it looks, which has a an effect on the individuals coming in, people coming in. Um, let me be clear, it, it's the state of your facility can have an effect on folks that come into the facility good or bad, positive or negative. And so obviously we're gonna focus on the positive because that's what we're about, is a you know, positive improvement and, and the positive uh, impact we make. So as we consider a few things, and we've talked about before, and, and a lot of times we've talked about it in context of first impressions and things like that, but you know, starting out in the perimeter of your facility, keeping it picked up, keeping it cleaned, even though we don't have a lot of people, maybe not have as many events as we do, Trash, debris, weeds growing up in the parking lot, that will still occur. That's, in fact, it may occur even more because we don't have a lot of traffic running around and people in all areas of the parking lot. But taking care of our perimeter, cleaning that up during this time, keeping it clean, it reminds people that there's somebody there, that somebody cares, and that that uh, we're, still, we're still taking care of things. Keeping the entrances clean, so that when people do come to the building, when they do enter, when they do return, they see that it's clean. They see that it's well-maintained. It's not dusty. There's not a whole bunch of cobwebs built up. You don't have to do a mad dash to clean things. That provides this level of stability, the sense of stability that folks coming into the building will recognize. And if you are able to meet or you're meeting uh, whatever and following whatever guidelines your local health departments uh, have put out, and the local authorities have your jurisdiction have said cleaning is going to be a big part of it and this is where we as facility professionals really can shine in facility stewards because no one knows the cleaning and how to clean and what needs to be cleaned better than we do that's that should be the norm 
and at this time we, we all have understood and it's been drilled into the public in such as a, a manner that the public now has a better awareness that it should be cleaned. They may not know how to clean it, but they, they know it should be cleaned. Uh, and when I say how to clean it, by commercial standards, following good professional guidelines, um, you know, it's not just, hey, I'm using the cleaner recommended by the EPA on list N, uh, I'm doing this. It's, it's actually knowing how to clean and ensuring that your team is trained on how to clean, having the right equipment, having everything set up correctly, uh, knowing how to use the chemicals, what chemicals to use, when, where. Uh, and, and again, this is where we're uniquely qualified to, to provide a written process or procedure that we can share with the public at large and says, you know, not only are we using CDC or EPA recommended cleaners, which by the way, I see that a lot on science going into places, we're using this cleaner. And, and quite frankly, the cynical part of me goes, but are you using it correctly? You know, I'm not seeing a difference in, in the level of cleanliness in some areas and some places that I've been in. Uh, but, but it's almost like we'll get a magical get out of uh, dirt free card if we say we're using a chemical recommended by the CDC. Uh, but again, I digress. I'm getting off on a tangent. Um, all we have to remember is uh, uh, 42. That is the answer. Uh, hopefully you all know that. So, but we can develop an actual paper guideline to explain the process. Say not only we're we using the proper chemicals, but our staff has been trained. We are training our staff and we are cleaning. And, and this is how we're cleaning. We're cleaning from the top down. We're using the right equipment. We've, we've increased our uh, standards and the availability of what we have you know, for us. By doing that, by being open to that, by putting it out there, you can again, you start to tweak that level of comfort that uh, the folks entering your facility can have. Because folks are looking for that reminder that we got this, uh, that we got it under control. Um, and as you, you start to moving past the cleaning, uh, we could talk about that for a long time, but let's move past the cleaning. Let's talk about how we've organized and, and created markers for social distancing. We're seeing that all over the place, little stickers on the floor. We're seeing X's, uh, please stand here. And in many, um, many worship centers, we're seeing pews taped off, blocked off, uh, so that you can have the the correct social distance while still giving enough room for families to meet. Many times when we first started, when we first started looking at this, we, we were seeing a lot of blue painters tape. We're seeing a lot of uh, just whatever you can find to kind of block off the, the thing. But we can take that a step further as a facility steward. We can get some nice produced, you know, laminated signs, you know, print them out, get some nice laminated signs to put on the ends of the pews or the ends of seatings or on seats if we can't remove them to say we're leaving this block for social distancing uh, per recommendations by whomever um, please sit over there uh, please make here uh, we can have signs up uh, on stands before they enter the worship facility says we've designated uh, areas for seating if you need a larger area for your family group please notify uh, whoever needs to be notified and, and we will make make uh, arrangements but but getting past the slap some tape on the pew to tell them not to sit there and make a more professional intentional sign or signage uh, way to do that again it shows the folks that we've taken it past the initial oh my gosh what are we going to do step and actually invested in um, some material some 
and our time to make it look nice. And the same thing if we've got to disable water fountains, if we've got to uh, not serve coffee, if we're doing things like that or, or blocking off urinals. Uh, I went into a place that was blocked off every other hand washing station, every other urinal in the, uh, the restroom, uh, which was uh, unique. I hadn't seen that before. Uh, but this this particular company, I was I was impressed with the way they did it. Is they didn't just put a tape of garbage bag over, which quite frankly, that's was kind of my first thought. If you got you know block off every other urinal, uh, they found uh, kind of a, a, a self sealing blue plastic uh, that they were able to take from the top of the equipment and seal it completely all the way around, uh, top to bottom, and all the way around. And it was tight; it was almost like shrink wrap, uh, but it. It looked nice. It looked intentional. Uh, and when they blocked off every other sink, they didn't just slap it over the sink. Uh, and it was an oval shaped sink cut out in a long, long uh, uh, series. I think it was five or six, I think six sinks that was there. They put it in there and then they cut this blue uh, plastic so that it matched the shape, the oval shape of the bowl. So again, it didn't look just slapdash. It, it looked very professional, and I felt very comfortable walking in there and realizing, okay, they've they've taken the time to do this, do this professionally, uh, easy to tell, it, it looked great. I'm not saying it was the cleanest restroom in the world. Um, it wasn't, <laughs> but at least it looked nice. Uh, so again, go, going back to uh, if we are saying we're cleaning, let's make sure we're doing it. But it 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 created this level of comfort that, okay, we're, we're taking this seriously uh, and we're doing this. And, and again, it doesn't, politics side doesn't really matter. Our job as a facility steward is to prep our facility and have it ready to do the work of the church in the manner that is the best that we can provide and the safe, safest that we can provide given all that we have um, so nobody can come back on us and say, you know, you could have done more. Uh, so again, Keeping things picked up on the outside, keeping them clean, especially our entrances. Obviously cleaning, cleaning well, letting people know what you're doing. And then anything you have to block off, making sure that it looks very professional, it looks intentional. Uh, it's, it's not, oh, we just got to cover it, let's grab whatever we can grab, but finding something that, that really works. And it is always good. We're seeing a lot of the, the hand sanitizing stations out there and, and items like that. And the reminders, wash your hands and, and keep keep distance. And those are all good. But what does all this do and, and what is the importance of it from a facility, steward facility maintenance standpoint? Uh, which, by the way, even though you're not meeting, you still need to be working on the preventative maintenance and, and repair that, that will occur. Bulbs will still burn out. Uh, ceiling tiles may still need to be changed out because they've got stain or damage on them. Uh, getting all that done and keeping all that well maintained as people are coming in and out, cleaning up the, the stains on the carpet that may occur, stuff like that. Doing all these things together, and when people walk in and they see a well-organized facility, they see it very well maintained, they see stuff intentional, it serves to remind them that there is a purpose here and that it is being purposely maintained. And it can calm folks as they walk in when they see a well-organized facility. We see it a lot with shelter operations when there's hurricanes and things like that, when folks turn over to the shelter. The, the well-run shelters, 
that are calming to folks coming in, admittedly in the time of, of just one of the worst times of their lives, are the ones that everything is lined out for them. You know, covered in a line is what we call it in the military. Set up, intentional. Um, if you've ever seen pictures of the headstones at Arlington, uh, I was just in, in DC a couple weeks ago and I, I got to drive past it and, and was reminded again of how intentional the layout is, how professional precision it is, and the feeling that it evokes. It, it impacts you. Um, obviously, in a, in a certain way from Arlington National Cemetery, but the same thing for our facilities. When it's well-maintained, well done, um, when people come in, outside is scary. Outside, things change all the time. Outside, we don't know, you know, one week it's this, one week it's that. If we can provide a physical reminder in how we've set up and maintain our facilities, to remind the people coming in that, that this place is prepared, it gives them the opportunity to to relax, to experience some calm, and hopefully hear the message uh, that's being shared from the front, from the from the ministerial staff. And that's something we can do as facility stewards. And I just want to encourage all of all of you listening that as a facility steward, you can do this. Um, don't don't spend all your time listening to what's being shared on social media or in the news or, or being told you this. The scary that scary um, spend some time with your friends your family your close ones spend time taking care of each other focusing on the good that is happening the, the reconnections that are happening uh, and the peace that, that we can have and we can all share together um, and hopefully we'll all remember uh, kind of the best advice in one of the books i've read and that's uh this don't panic. Thank you for being part of this Facilities Five and Dime presentation. And we told you uh, at the beginning of the podcast that there might be a little contest. Well, here is the contest. It's real simple. See how many people are listening. So if you're listening and you've listened to the end, I've got one thing for you. Um, based on the quotes that I've used, there is an item that you should always be with, that you should always have on your person according to this book that I am referencing. So I want you, I want you to the first person who emails me at Nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com. That's Nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com. That can tell me a couple things. One, what is that item that you should always have with you? Two, where does this uh, information come from? From what book? Uh, and you will be sent a copy of Entrusted, the newest book uh, out by Tim Cool. We're going to send you a copy. Uh, might even get the man to autograph it. We'll see what we can do. Uh, he doesn't know this yet. I'm just springing it on him. So, you know, I like to see if he's listening to and then he can fuss me for, for offering this. But, you know, hey, uh, we're all family here. Uh, but the first person you can email me that, again, that's Nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com to let me know those two things. What should you always have with you and where does that recommendation come from? From what book? Hey, we'll announce who the winner is uh, through our Facebook group, our Church Facility Management Solutions Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, I hope you would navigate on over there and request membership. It's free to join, obviously, uh, but we share things there, videos and, and things, and we have a new YouTube or a redesigned YouTube channel up, uh, Smart Church Solutions, and 
love for you to check out some of the videos we have there. And as always, you can get more information about what we offer and free resources at smartchurchsolutions.com. So thank you again for being part of this podcast. Appreciate your time with us today. We are honored to be your partner that to focus on your facility so you can focus on your ministry. We are proud, proud to be your partner in those endeavors. Thanks all, and uh, we will see you next time.